I'm born in a small town called Halotus, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. Started hunting with my dad and my brother. In school, I was normally pretty good at art, and I never really knew what I was going to do with it. I was getting, like, you know what, I'll just do like some friends and family, and then we'll just kind of go from there. And it's new people, and new people, and new people, and just built and built and built and built and built. And, uh, you know, for, for a single taxidermist slash guide now, you know, I mean, I'm looking at two, three hundred dollars, uh, two or three hundred animals a year, um, which is which is a lot. It's too much. Tejas. Tejas Hunker Podcast is the podcast for you and you and you and you. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Tejas Hunt Club podcast. I'm your host, Brandon McDowell, and I'm sitting down with Derek Algesiva. This guy hit me up on Instagram. I've been following, seeing his page come up um, in my feed a few times and been looking at some of the big axis and big whitetails and stuff, and then also the taxidermy that he has on his page. So uh, he hit me up in the DMs, of course, and said, hey, man, I want to hop on the podcast and, you know, just talk with you and, and meet you and everything. You know, I always say... Uh, talking to people on Instagram and Facebook stuff is fun. Uh, you can conversate in the DMs and everything, but, you know, just sitting down having conversations, you know, not even face to face, but via a uh, podcast is always a good way to get to know somebody and you get to meet new people and hear new hunting stories. And that's what we're going to bring to you today on the podcast. Um, talking to Derek about guiding taxidermy and uh, how he got started in the outdoors and, and how it, he has evolved his life around it. So uh, Derek, Give us a little intro about yourself. You know, tell us where you grew up, you know, how you got started hunting and everything. And uh, okay. we'll kind of yeah, go from uh, there, no, bud. I'm very, very happy to be here. So thank you for that. Um, I'm born in a small town called Halotus, Texas, just outside of San Antonio. Born and raised. Uh, started hunting with my dad and my brother whenever I was younger. And, um, you know, you have all these, you have a lot of people that say, oh, they shot their first deer when they were five and they've been hunting for since then. I'll be honest with you. I shot my first deer when I was like 11 years old. And uh, after that, I mean, being born and raised on a ranch really made a difference. But, you know, I was always in school. I was normally pretty good at art and I never really knew what I was going to do with it and uh, had no clue what I wanted to be later on in life. And when I graduated high school, I loved taxidermy, um, so I got into taxidermy. I learned from a very well-known company out of Ingram on the other side of Kerrville, Texas, named called Woodbury's Taxidermy, and um, very, 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 very high oh, quality, yeah. high quality mounts, uh, great people, and um, I got in there as a prepper. Like all I did was sew holes and fix stuff that was already messed up, jacked up. And for the taxidermist to mount. So I didn't know anything, but, you know, I wanted to get into taxidermy so much because there's so many, there's so many mounts out there that just, they're horrible, you know? And it's just, you know, the, the quality is bad. And it's, it's, uh, it's sad to say, but, you know, I love hunting so much. I love being in the country. Um, and I love the fact that, I wanted to make that animal look better or just the same as when he was, when he was alive. So that's what really drew me to taxidermy. And after getting 
into it and knowing all the details and learning from from that company there in Ingram, it it really opened my eyes. And you know, you don't um, you know with that artwork there in you know high school and stuff, and you know there's a lot of claying to do on a mount. You don't just throw the skin on it and throw the eyes on it. I mean, it's a lot of clay work. You know, you got definition. You got muscle definition, you got veins in the nose, you got ear definition, like all kinds of stuff. And there's all kinds of shortcuts that you that you can actually do to make the job cheaper for you and faster. But in reality, all you're doing is shortchanging your customers. So uh, that's something yeah. that I take pride in. I'm not the fastest, but I take a lot of pride in the quality of my work. And uh, that's what tends to put me behind from time to time. But, um, you know, it, it happens, you know, it happens. We, we, mount. yeah. Yeah. And I mean, good, good artwork and good things take a little time. So, I mean, uh, like you, you hear those stories about, and to be honest, you're the, you're the first taxidermist oh, we've had now. on the podcast. So that's pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And, um, that was like one of the main things, like I said, I wanted to talk to you about, cause like, like I said, you're the first one. So, I mean, good artwork and good things take time uh, kind of like with the video stuff and the photography stuff too but like it's it's better for the customer and, and you hear those like those horror stories of, of taxidermists that you know you you call them and you drop your stuff off and then you, you don't hear from them again and then maybe sometimes the deer you walk up to pick up when they do call you isn't exactly the one you right. dropped off but you know as i i feel like you know if a taxidermist for me, I haven't had taxidermy done. I've like, I had a couple, some buddies do some Euro mounts for me, but I don't have like a full shoulder mount or anything yet. But, uh, I feel like if, if the taxidermist is communicating with me and be like, Hey, like, look, man, I, I know I told you it was going to be done this week, but we ran into something. I really want to get it right. I, I need an extra week or I need another two weeks or something. Cool. I'd rather you take your time and make it the best and make it something that you're proud of and you're, you're proud of to give me than, than getting something that you rushed, tried to rush out the door because, you know, I'm on your back because right, I want my deer. You know, I run into that from time to time. And it, it, it's more of the lines of, uh, you know, people get excited. They get excited to get their mount back and yeah. they want to get it back. And I'm like, you know, it's in good hands. Like you trusted me. Like I just need that trust. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit there. I'm not, I'm definitely not the guy that's going to sit there and say, Hey, well, I just got your skin back. Hey, I just ordered your form. Hey, I just mounted it. Then he's got two weeks of dry yeah. time, you know, or a week of dry time or whatever. Hey, I just got like, I'm not going to keep, yeah. like you brought him to me and that's the trust that you gave me. So I just need you to trust me. And if he's behind, then it's behind. Yep. But like everything's solid. Like you have nothing to worry about as far as, you know, your animal not being here or something happening to it or something like that. So that's one thing I could say for myself is that I've never lost um, a skin or a set of horns or anything like that. And that's, I think there's a lot of, ter- a lot of tax numbers out yeah. there that can't say that. So I am happy about that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably, probably so. Yeah. So like kind of going back to like, uh, you said you, you like taxidermy from a young age was, was there if if you remember, like, was there a specific mount or, or or something that you saw that you remember, like, man, I want to do that, and or if if it wasn't a good mount, was it like a bad mount, that's, like you said that you were like, dude, I, I know I can <laughs> fix this or that's I can make the that look better. How it was, it was uh, you know a lot of old mounts and a lot of bad mounts that really made me feel that you know what, 
somebody shot that animal and that animal deserved to look good or like just like he was or better not worse you know what i mean i mean i wouldn't want yeah. i wouldn't want anything worse on my wall um so that's something that 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 yeah. really drove me i'm like okay like you're good at claying you know like i do a lot of clay work on my animals on my whites i'll do a lot of clay work i show a, i show a lot of detail sometimes i have customers that say derek you just show too much detail it's like you know it's like okay so I kind of ask customers, like, do you like detail? Do you not like detail? You know, I mean, the company that I that I was working for, when I was working for Woodbury's, if there was a scar in that skin, you're cutting that scar out and you're sewing it up to where it looks perfect. They were perfectionists. Yeah. Um, unless you specifically said, hey, leave that scar there. I like it because of character. Um, there were, we're cutting yeah. that sucker out and sewing it up because it has to be perfect by the time we leave there. So. Yeah, I I think I'd probably fall into a, fall into the camp of like wanting to keep those scars, like I I think that's it, it tells that that yes. buck story. But I I totally get wanting it to I've look perfect. That. I mean that yeah, that's what can, you're supposed to do. But I I fall into the camp of like, yeah, I want to see I, I want to see that scar for me personally. I want to see that that detail of like right. what he looked like, like. I, like I tell people, if you're going to get stuff mounted, like the few times, you know, I've filmed hunts and stuff and ask people, you know, are you getting this mounted? And I, I'm making sure that like I take good pictures because I know that's going to be like the next thing for that, that maybe that taxidermist to see what it looked like and everything. So, and like making sure we get those to those, those hunters and stuff. But yeah, like I, I want to keep the scars. I, I like to see <laughs> scars. Um, my big deal is uh, probably my, my, my number one animal to, to, to hunt for and to guide is axis deer axis deer they're just oh yeah you know there's no pattern to them they're more like cattle they're uh you know they're grazers they don't need to eat corn they don't need to come to a corn feeder at all period so therefore i have uh i've always loved i've I've always loved axis deer and um they're a lot more challenging to me to guide than anything else anything at all yeah yeah so yeah kind of getting into that uh, what all when did you start guiding i guess did that kind of come with the taxidermy or or did one come before the other first so i've been mounting since 2004 i'm out of my first my first year in 2004 at in ingram and i just kind of took off from there i was there for four and a half years and uh the owner took me under the wing and taught me everything that pretty much everything that i know and I'll I'll never forget that. Very, very thankful for that because that's something that he didn't have to do. Um, oh yeah. And you know, I just I stopped for a while, and then I said, you know what? Like, you really enjoyed that. Why'd you stop? So when I brought it back up again, and I was getting, I was like, you know what? I'll just do like some friends and family, and then we'll just kind of go from there. And then it was just yeah. customers and customers and new people and new people and new people and just built and built and built and built and built. And, uh, you know, for, for a single taxidermist slash guide now, you know, I mean, I'm looking at two, three hundred dollars, uh, two or three hundred animals a year. Um, which is, which is a lot. Wow. And, uh, that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much, that's almost mountain, you know, every day for a year 
Um, and that's with no problems, no nothing else. But um, <laughs> yeah, no yeah. tannery problems, no COVID, you know, anything like that. Customers can on time, which that <laughs> never happens. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a lot of things yeah. that, you know, that, that put a tax nervous behind. And um, a lot of people don't understand that, but you know, there's, there's a lot of variables there, but I did start taxidermy first. And then when I got into guiding, I was like, you know what? Guiding is a, so I don't know why I didn't think about it sooner. You know, guiding is a way to uh, meet new customers. It's a way to bring animals in yep. if they choose to go with you and uh, you know, to get your actual, you know, to get your personality out there a little bit more because the only time that they'll see you, taxidermy wise is if they come to your shop, you know, and I'm a, I'm a pretty yeah. low key guy um, for the most part, but it's, I enjoy guiding. I really do. Like if it was me and I could have just a shop full of people that would just mount, I would guide all the time. I would leave, yeah. you know, certain times of the yeah. year and go to different States and just guide and just bring the animals in because I enjoy the, I'm a people person. Um, I've been called a social butterfly, you know, and uh, <laughs> I, I really enjoy the, the, the interaction with people. I like it. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same way. It's, 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 I always wind up like going places and like seeing people that I know. And like, even with my mom or like uh, Megan, my fiance is with me. It's like, we'll be in random places. And they're like, Hey, Brandon, how's it going, man? And I'm like, Hey, how's it going? And uh, like, we'll just keep walking. And they'll ask me like, who's that? I'm like, I have no idea. Um, don't know that person from Adam or for anybody else, but uh, they know me. And then like a couple of people, you know, say me, Hey man, I'll follow you on Instagram or I've seen your videos on YouTube and stuff. And I'm like, okay, that's cool. But like, for the most part, I, I'm always finding somebody or like, we'll see somebody from back home that we know somewhere randomly, but pretty much everywhere I go, yeah, always cool. see yeah. somebody. Yeah, I'm a, yeah. If I'm with somebody, they say, they say, man, we'd like, we can't go anywhere. We can't go anywhere. You know, somebody we're walking yeah. to Vegas. <laughs> Walking through yeah. Vegas and I see somebody and they're like, Derek, hey man, how's it going? You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sp speaking of that, we were in, we were in Vegas a couple years ago for the NFR and it was me and my cousin okay. and I grew up in Goliad and we're sitting at the tables. Of course, like everybody, you know, at the NFR stuff from Texas, like you can see him in the airport, but we're sitting at the uh, craps table playing craps. And this, we start talking to this guy next to us that's playing and we're like, Hey man, you know, you're probably from Texas. Like, where are you from? He goes, Referio. I'm like, Oh my gosh. You're like 20 minutes, 20 minutes from the house. So yeah, you always go yeah, somewhere and see somebody, right you know, Quir Quero and Goliad that we shoot some 180 pluses on and uh, just good, great, great, solid deer. But, um, but yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's crazy. It just seems like you can't, you can't go anywhere. And then, you know, you get like, you know, we have, uh, we have caps and we have some decals that I always try to give out to customers like here, take them, you know, put them on your ice chest, put them, you know, trucks or whatever. Yeah. And I'll get, it's funny. Yep. You know, I'll get, um, one of my customers messaged me the other day, texted me the other day and he was like, Hey, you know, this truck He's like, he's coming back from the coast, coming up to San Antonio, and this Ford super duty passed him at like 95 miles an hour. And he said, that truck passed me so fast. He's like, but not fast enough for me not to notice your decal on the back of the truck. Is that you? It's like, no, it's not me. No, it's not me. But I know who it is. So that's somebody else. Yeah. But yeah, it is. 
It's mine. That's funny, man. So if you if you got like in the guide and stuff, if you got it um, out I of do state some too, guides out of state. I don't do a whole lot. Um, I do have a family here in Texas, so that's that part's kind of hard um, to be able yeah. to do that. But um, I do like. Yeah. I would love to get on some more guided hunts in New Mexico for uh, pronghorn. Um, yeah. I like oh that. come on! <laughs> um, I like that a lot. Uh, yeah, I do do some stuff. I do some whitetail in Oklahoma, uh, but most of my stuff okay. is in Texas. I'm pretty busy for the most of the time with Axis deer because you have your you have your summer bucks and you have your winter bucks, and uh, so that and then I have yep. guys that specifically want Axis deer and velvet. Like, come see me in April. Come see me in April. And uh, yeah, we'll start yeah. knocking them down. So we've been knocking them down from April until last weekend. Really, we got quite a few axes that are awesome losing their horns right now, and then um, some that are still probably at least a month out from losing their horns. And then we've seen a few. We know we have a lot more than than what we've seen, but we definitely have a few more axis bucks uh, that are in velvet right now. That should be hard horn here soon. Okay, yeah. Hopefully, um, and that'll be your that'll be our winter yeah. box. But yeah, I'm a. So so, what do you see? I guess like, you know, the split. Like ha- most guys want hard horn axis deer. Like there, or do you see a lot of people want to? Sh- you know uh, what? Shoot it's kind of crazy because the years, it kind of changes. Um, it kind of changes. I have okay. uh, some very, very good repeat customers. I'm super thankful for that. They come hunt with me three, four times a year and they're out of, they're out of uh, Arizona. And this year they came. Um, okay. Hunt, we do some predator hunting too. And uh, big, big on bobcats. And so he came down and he wanted to shoot a fallow. So we went and shot a nice, a uh, nice white fallow. Um, good palms on him. There's nothing wrong with him. He's a very, very good, respectful fallow. He's like, Derek, I really want to come down and shoot a bobcat. Can you do it? I said, yeah, yeah, we'll call in some bobcats. I use nothing but Fox Pro stuff. Um, and actually, okay. uh, I just got on the Sniper Hog Lights team. So so shout out for those guys. Um, they've actually, yep. Yeah, he I've heard actually, of them. So he has actually supplied me with, with some lights. I use Fox Pro because I like Fox Pro, but they don't give me nothing yet. You know, they don't, they don't do anything for me, but, uh, sniper yeah. hog lights, man, they've, they've, yeah, they've yeah, yeah. me out and they're, it's a solid light. That light is just, that light's just solid. I mean, I literally kind of get off topic here for a minute, but just to show, just to show you a story, like just a quick story. Yeah. Um, I literally had to use that, that metal housing flashlight to end a Fox because he got a hold of my dog the other night when we were predator calling. <laughs> Yeah, and I had to use Golly. the housing light to take care of that fox. So, um, yeah, yeah, it's very it's durable. durable, and I haven't even called them to tell them about it yet. But super thankful for all, for all the people that 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 stand behind me and all my hunting, um, sniper hog lights, Sitka gear, Ranch Armor. Um, I have a fully decked out Can Am by Ranch Armor, and I, you know, I, man, I yeah, I saw that on your page. Better. Those guys are awesome. Um, and, uh, but as far as, you know, it, it, it just kind of varies that those, those guys from, from Arizona came down and all they wanted to shoot was nothing but nothing but velvet ones. And 
we shot three in one day, um, all but all from 31 to 34 inches. Um, great, great bucks are all fully grown. Nice. They're going to start shedding. So it was a perfect time. Um, but this year I've, I, I would have to say that I've had most of my customers, they've wanted hard horn bucks. Yeah. We've only shot. Yeah. Yeah. We've only shot, uh, I don't know, 14 or 14 or 16 velvet bucks. And we've shot probably 30, okay. maybe, maybe 30 something hard horn bucks this summer, or at least up until now. So, and I, all I hunt is Texas Hill country. All my access bucks in the Texas Hill Country, um, Bandera, Bernie area, and uh, Junction. Okay, yeah, that I mean that's yes, that's sir. good access country. We um, we used to hunt a place. Well, it wasn't. It was a little farther west. It was a little north of Del Rio, um, but they, it had good access out there. And I mean I, that that population is is just growing and it's moving in other places i mean i i don't know i don't know if you like I'm, I'm guessing you pay attention a lot you know with like all the wildlife and stuff but i mean from from the axis deer lately getting their populations growing and spreading out to like the black bear that are starting to show up now in south texas and stuff like it's i i think yeah i man i think a lot of people say, you know, like the golden age or whatever. They always talk about that of hunting. Well, I'm going to say for the golden age of Texas, I, I think it's like really kind of just getting started. I mean, not that we can hunt yeah. black bears or anything, but like, you know, eventually if they if they keep coming over and we start having populations, uh, you know, uh, the, the women in town aren't going to want those big raccoons no. going through their trash cans <laughs> and showing up, coming out your front door to water your no, dog. No, and there's no, a black bear out of there. I mean, you, you see all that stuff happening in California and everything, but yeah, nah, I don't want black bears just walking up to the no, house just, and everything. You know, these axes just, just populate so much. And, um, you know, people, I mean, I've heard some people just say, Oh, like how bad they are. And they're taking over everything. They're taking over the whitetail. I'm sorry. I'd rather access take over whitetail than anything else because, for one, they taste a he- they taste a heck of a lot better. They're a lot bigger animal when it comes to Texas Hill Country, so you get a lot more meat off of them. You get a lot yeah. more meat off of them, and yep. you know, hopefully sooner or later, that some of these access prices will go down and help out some of these families that all they want is all they want is meat. Like meat hunters, like we're not trophy hunters. Yeah. We can't afford that, but we like the deer meat. You know, I would, I, I would hope that yeah. some of these prices can fall back down for some of these, for a lot of these families that they just want to eat deer meat. Like they don't want to eat the horns. And that's, yeah, that's a kind of tough. Thing. Yeah. And especially like you said, in the, in the hill country, I mean, you shoot, shoot a white tailed deer in the hill country. Yeah. It's, it's going to be pretty small. Regardless if it's an old buck or you know a, a younger one or a young doe or older doe, they're they're they, those deer run a little bit smaller than what you're going to see at, down in South Texas for sure. And I mean the axis deer, like you said, I mean what do you what would you say an average but a good but good average axis buck is going to weigh? One sixty. Yeah. Compared to maybe an yeah. eighty or ninety pound whitetail, yeah. I'm taking that one sixty. I mean, we shot axis bucks. I got a ranch that's not far from me, and they've been uh, they've been great to me. And um, it's called Bluff Springs Lodge, 
and uh, a family friend of ours owns it. And David Heap and his two boys, Dustin and Travis, are absolutely awesome. And they have great access deer. And I am very thankful for the opportunity to be able to hunt on that ranch. And between myself yeah. um, and maybe one other gentleman, we we handle all the access deer. He doesn't have to bring in anybody else. We should yeah. only shoot so many a year, and um, that way we don't kill out for next year. You know what I mean? But I mean those. I mean, yeah. Not, I mean it. It, it yes, takes management yes, for sure. Definitely does. And those axis deer are just so different, and they're and they're just such a pretty animal. But you know, we've shot some. We've shot some bucks out there that are probably two hundred. Just super mature. Yeah. Yeah, it, it can mature. happen. They're old. You go to lift those in the Can Am, and you're like, "Oh, help me out here, dude!" <laughs> you know, are you gonna ask the customer? Yeah, hey, yeah. You can help me. Like, Come on, help me out. So <laughs> yeah. it's a, you know, you're trying to do it by yourself. You're like, dude, just just help me. Yeah, just put your gun down for me, please, and just help me get him in the back. Of the- uh, yeah. Some of those dudes are just they're 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 stout. They're toads, you know. Uh, I mean, yeah. feeds them. They feed them really well. They feed them alfalfa pellets, and they feed them good hay all the time. And and uh, you know, they got they got good pro- they got great protein out there, and and that's how we're allowed to shoot so many, so many per year. You know, summertime yeah. bucks. We have our wintertime bucks, and we kind of take a little break and take a little inventory, and you know, see what we're dealing with. Um, we got a buck out there right now that I mean, he's thirty four inches, thirty four plus. Which um, I mean, it takes a good deer. It takes a good axis deer to be thirty-four, and um, yeah, even though it's a high fence ranch, they've never brought any axis in on that ranch. All the all the axis that are there have been native, and it's been high fence for decades. So they've done a lot of managing on their axis deer. Yeah, and uh, man, there's an axis buck out there right now, and the boys and I found him. Like, dude, that's a that's a good deer. Like, that's a great deer. He's thirty four, easy thirty four. Man, he I don't think he's thirty five, but he's definitely over thirty four. But you know, most axes you have three points on each side. You know, six. Well, he's got two yep. extra really good points right at his bases. So he's an eight. And then we've seen some there with sevens. We've seen a, you know a nine point axis buck. I mean, he's got that. He's 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 working on that non typical is really what he's what he's what he what he what he's going for, but um I mean he's 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 getting them, and we said we're let's just let's try to save this guy let's just try to save this guy till next year, and uh, man I already, I already got a customer ready for yeah. him he's already ready to go next year for him so he's already excited, but yeah and that that's cool that you have like the opportunity to be able to do that you know. Like I can, you can look at that buck and be like, "Hey, man, he he's a good buck," but we're we're gonna give him some more time. We're gonna let him, you know, yep. spread his seed and and you know get some does and stuff, and then and grow a little bigger and like get him to his full potential. And I, I like you said, it's the management piece and just seeing those deer get old, man. And and, sh- and shooting old mature deer is to me I, better, regardless of their size, you know, of a horn or anything, but just shooting a mature animal is, I mean, 
way better than shooting the young one. You, know, you get a lot more meat off of them, and it makes it makes such a better mount. Um, when especially like when your taxidermist understands and knows that it's a more mature deer, you know, he put that like the sagging skin underneath his jaw, you know, underneath his jaw, um, giving him some jowls, you know, just to have that more maturity look in him. Um, and when your taxidermist understands that, it does make a beautiful, beautiful mount. Yeah, yeah. I, I bet it, it's probably sometimes it's probably hard, or you ever come to the conclusion like when you look at a mount that you've done, and you're like, man, I wish I could yeah. just keep that one. Yeah. If I could just hang that one up, yeah. you know, for people to have, see. <laughs> but I am definitely, and there's, and, and I know there's a lot of people that would agree with me on it, but. I'm definitely not that person to put somebody something that somebody else shot in my house. But man, I have done some mounts, yeah. and I was like, "God, I wish I could just can I just hold him for a while?" You know, he just turned out beautiful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah. But I, I, I could, I could, hey, I could go on your side to say, you know, uh, if you put it together, you're the taxidermist. That that kind of gives you that would give you at least the right to hang it in your shop, you know, to show it off or do it that way, you know, to show customers and stuff. But I totally get you on like hanging mounts and, that you didn't shoot your house and stuff. Yeah, like I'm yeah, not not, not, not my, my thing. thing. But you know, I I love it when customers say, "Well, Derek, what do you think, ma'am?" I'll be honest with you. I'm not going to lie to you. I would put him like this, but in, in really and truly, it's where you're going to put him in the house. If you show me where you're going to put him in the house, then I'll yeah. give you a little bit better. You know, I'll give you some suggestions to show him off. But I don't want you to put that on me because I'm going to mount him. I'm going to mount him how I think he would look good in my house. You know what I mean? So give me a, give me a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Give me something. Um, but yeah, like man, bears. Like I love doing bears. Um, Life size bears are just awesome. Like they just they come together so well. And uh, with all that hair, I mean, you can't really put a whole lot of detail like in the bears' like body because they have long, such long hair. So basically, anything with short hair. Yeah. Um, like I love working on like early season whitetail, like something somebody shot with a bow because their hair is still short. You can see a lot of, you know the a lot more detail like in the shoulders and the wrinkles and the muscle definition and stuff like that. But, but, uh, it, it definitely yeah. happens where a mount comes in and, and, uh, you know, we do it like, man, that's such a good looking mount. Golly. <laughs> I wish I'd have shot it, you know? <laughs> yeah. 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 That's probably easy to, easy to happen, man. But like, like you said about the, like the bears and stuff, like, uh, you know, mostly black bears, or have you done any grizzlies? I've done a grizzly or, in a uh, long time. Uh, I did do some grizzlies whenever anything? I was working for Woodberries, and man, that was years ago. Um, but oh, I'm sure I really like the black bears because they don't take up for one, they don't take up a whole lot of room in your shop because they're definitely you know a little smaller. But um, <laughs> I guess because yeah. I've always wanted to shoot a black bear, I've never really had any intention or want to to shoot a a brown or a grizzly. Cause that's a lot of room. You better have a you better have a damn big house, you know, to put. One yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a lot of room. That one's that one's pretty high on my list. Uh, a grizzly with, with my bow, actually, like really, really high on my list. But I do want to go shoot a black bear too. Now that you know Canada's back open and stuff after COVID and everything, and we're kind of trying to scope that out and see about going up there to shoot one. Um, 
with, with my bow. And then, of course, I, I definitely want to hunt them with hounds yeah. and stuff like that. That'd be a lot of fun. One day. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That that yeah that that stuff out west, man. It we like we me and my buddy went up to Idaho hunted mule deer but that stuff out west once you do it one time you're, you're always it's always going to call you back a little bit like you said the, the pronghorn and stuff in new mexico i'm trying to hopefully i can you know uh i want to do a pronghorn hunt next year uh, i didn't draw anything out west this year um so next year i kind of want to go somewhere and do a, do a hunt somewhere so might might hit have to talk up. to you about that for sure definitely hit me up yeah we're just inside just inside yeah, of new mexico I, um 16 or 18 sections of sections of land and uh i mean it's it's quite a bit yeah it's quite a bit and we don't yeah we don't shoot very many for sure off of it. it's 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 a private deal which is which is great you get to control a lot more so it makes it more. yeah yeah and i, I know it's, it's pretty hard to draw in new mexico because i mean they don't have like preference points and you gotta like you it actually is a draw every year so you know, some of those, the better units and stuff that you, you're not going to get a, a good chance at it unless you apply every single year for a few years. But I'm trying to, I'm, yeah, I actually got to buy points here coming up. I know it's on the 34, 31st for Wyoming. I want to go up there and hunt pronghorn. So I've been buying points there for the past couple of years. And then I, like I said, I got to buy some more this yes. year. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. So like you said that, the axis is your your favorite to hunt. Um, is it is it is it yes, your it favorite is, to 100%. mount to? Yeah, I love them. I mean, <laughs> that's awesome. I love them so much. Yeah. I mean, I took my logo off of it. You know, my logo is, and I, I man, I yeah, just, I, I, they're just they're so pretty and they make such good mounts. But man, they can be a pain in the ass to hunt. And I think that just, you know, it's not like, it's not like a white tail, you know, most white tail, they're, you know, they're going to be patterned coming into a feeder or something like that, you know, and you don't have to, yeah. that's the other thing about like exotic hunting that, which I, which I love to do exotic hunting. Uh, Cause I do that more than, more than white tail hunting. Cause we can do it all year round. Um, you know, they don't, they don't really have yep. a whole lot of patterns to them, but axes are just, they're just that much more challenging and it takes, I like it that much more because it's oh, yeah. more challenging to like, man that's not the one we're looking for let's go find another one and i'll go walk i'll walk and yep. walk and walk and take my video camera and i'll walk and anything i find uh i'll take video that way i you know i okay well i know what this guy looks like we have this guy this is what we got this is saw this one in velvet i got you know whatever um but yeah they're they're just they're just beautiful animals i i love i love mountain men if if it was up yeah. to me i'd mount nothing but axis deer if i could be the best in texas <laughs> yeah the, the best axes be deer taxes everybody sent me their axes deer i'd do it and not do anything else hey that that'd be a good and little yeah. that'd be a good niche to have i mean just, like i said just, you're in the right spot so you're in the right they spot so much different care, and they're all different so i mean i don't know i've mounted a lot of axis deer and to be honest with you i don't think i've mounted one that's even close to like another one that 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 looks like him something's always different about them yeah always so yeah. it's it's uh they're just yeah. my favorite hands down yep you got two places hawaii and texas and from what i've been hearing just from the people that i've that i've met that have been over the hawaii yes, we we, we so have the bigger yeah, deer uh bot, yeah. body size yeah. 
there, we got to yeah, be. Ours are, <laughs> we have a lot more mass to ours. Ours are a lot wider. Theirs are pretty streamlined, pretty narrow. But, uh, you know, they, I mean, they, I, I think they, I know the Hawaiian brothers over there, they shoot probably, they shoot some 33s and stuff like that. I don't think they, they, they shoot very many 34s. Um, I know that they shoot some, but I don't think they shoot very many of them. Most of them are like 30, 31, 32, 33. But, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I feel like they have a lot of, I feel like they have a lot of numbers and they have like just, they're, they're competing. So they don't have that, that, nutrition to really get them that big because yeah, there's so there's many over there is what they say i'd like to go shoot one just just to say that i shot one in hawaii but i got uh yeah i got five axes on the wall and they're all different um i have and they're all every single one of them are all low fence i've never shot a high fence axis buck awesome and I have two more that I want to shoot. I want to shoot a real wide one, and I want to shoot one that's non-typical. I don't have a non-typical axis buck yet. All of mine have, yeah, all of mine have okay. are just straight, okay. clean six-point six point bucks. Nice. That, that's really cool. I mean, like you said, like you just want to go over there and shoot, shoot one in Hawaii and then get you a big wide buck. I mean, but uh, – it once you say if you get those, Probably. I mean, are you gonna stop? I guess. Well, Probably I guess you. Yeah, yeah. Are you gonna stop shooting axes here? But I, I guess you kind of like you kind of have it out, you know, since you guide the stuff, so you right. still get to hunt axes deer and stuff. But like, it, yeah, just not shooting them all the time. You have more rifle hunters, or or do you ever deal have any bow hunters or I'll anything? Tell you what? Can we pause this for a minute? Okay. One. Second. Yeah. So sorry about that. So most no most problem. of my most of my people are rifle hunters. Um, my Arizona guys, they all shoot rifle. They're used to shooting distance. So when they came to Texas mm-hmm. and they've been to Texas, the dad has been hunting with me for three years now. Actually, he's been hunting with me for four years now. And the first thing he brought over was that six five Creedmoor. And I said, man, that's all I did. And uh, <laughs> I said, you know, what kind of ammo are you shooting? This and that. And we we kind of went through the whole thing. And he was like, he was like, Derek, like I, I shoot good. I said, well, I'm not saying you don't. But that bullet here, unless you were a great shot, and I mean great, not good, great, it's too fast down here. You know, hill country, we don't have a whole lot of, uh, there's there's not a whole, there's not a big distance thing there. You know, it's not, the, the, the range is pretty small. So, yeah. and that Creedmoor bullet just goes through them so fast. They have no idea that they're hit. No clue at all whatsoever. Yeah. And it doesn't, doesn't give them any time for that bullet to really mushroom out and make any damage. And he's like, oh, we use it up there all the time. He's like, we shoot elk with it. And I said, I don't care about the size. The only thing I care about is the speed. 
So yeah. when he came and shot, yeah. he said, all right, I'll bring my seven mag. Is that better? I was like, yeah, you bring your seven mag, and I'm going to show you how tough these deer are. Great shot. He's already been hunting with me for two years. Mm-hmm. Came and shot an axis buck with me. 34. He wanted a velvet one. He's 34 on one side, 34 and a half on the other. Good coddles, kind of short brows, but he was all there, and he was in velvet. It's pretty velvet, not the, not the messed up, already rubbing off, bleeding and everything else. Not, he, was, he was beautiful. It was a beautiful scene. Yeah. And he shot him that seven mag. That deer went 60 yards and never bled a drop. And he said, mm-hmm. holy crap. I said, I told you, dude, these animals are freaking tough. They're tough. If you don't know your bullet real well, they're tough. But I did, I did have the privilege yeah. this year. My nephew is, I have an older brother. We're five years apart. And he lives down the Texas coast. My brother owns Mojo guide service and bay fishing okay. flats fishing duck hunting on airboat that's his that's his deal so he takes care of that i do my best to try to take care of anything that we can hunt on four legs up here uh my nephew got into 3d archery hunting a few years back and um, he's uh-huh. rated number one in texas he's rated in the world he called me one day and he said uncle Derek, do you have any big he said, do you have any stud axis bucks? I said, well, yeah, I got some. Yeah, I got some. So he's uh, – he'll be 16 this year. So he was 15 when he called me. And I said, oh, yeah. He says, yeah. Uncle Derek, I, I'm i going to send you somebody. I said, you're going to send me somebody? He goes, I'm going to send you somebody. I said, okay. He said, uh, I'm going to send you Paige Pierce. And I said, Dax, I'm, I'm sorry, but I don't know who Paige Pierce is. He said, he said, Uncle Derek, he's the number one women's archer in the world. She is like, yep. not only like my crush, but she's like, she's everything. She's everything. Can we do this? Yeah, not, not to cut you off. Not, did you yeah. did you see the giraffe yeah. she shot? Yeah. The, yeah. So, yeah, so you follow her. You know exactly what I'm talking about. So. I so, do. Uh, I do. I said, okay. He said, <laughs> sorry he said uh, can i give her your number i said give her my number she calls me like less than 10 minutes later hey derek dax gave me your number um i said yes ma'am i said you know how can i help you so well we've been on two axis hunts in texas so far i live in california my 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 fiance and i live in california and uh we've been on two axis hunts so far and we've zeroed and we're looking for obviously i gotta shoot him with a bow because it's something that you can make happen and I said, yes. I said, I don't like doing bow hunts, like walking stock bow hunts, because it, it takes a lot. It's not like a walking stock rifle hunt, you know? Mm-hmm. A walking stock bow hunt with an axis is it's tough. You know, it's tough. And uh, I said, what are we looking at? He goes, she said, this weekend. Come on. I'm in. Let's do it. <laughs> she goes, she, she said, for real? I said, for real. Come on, let's do it. Her and Tate came up, and uh, they stayed in town. They wanted to stay in town instead of staying at the lodge, and they came in, and, and uh, I, said, you know, I said, get here a day early. We'll go drive around the ranch. I'll just kind of show you and get you familiar with stuff and, you know, a little bit entertaining, you know. And, uh, okay. So I meet up. We're yeah. driving around, and I said, hey, I said, uh, go grab your bow just in case. She said, okay. 
She's like, for real? I said, yeah, for real, for real. Like, grab anything that you would normally hunt with, grab it just in case. Because if we see one good enough, we're going to go after him now. We're not going to wait till tomorrow. Okay, Derek. So we yeah. took off. Sure enough, I found two right away. And I said, uh, I think we need to, I think we need to go walk. Let's go walk. So uh, us three went and walked. And there's one, one of our sponsors is SIG. And uh, they have some awesome SIG binoculars that I've never seen before. And they're uh, the dude, auto stabilizing awesome. ones. At first, it's like, man, like, I don't drink a whole lot. I don't drink a whole lot. But man, these things kind of made me feel a little groggy. You know what I mean? But uh, so, yeah, we're yeah. so we're walking, we're walking. Well, we bumped them. So we got a good look at all three of them. They stopped and they turned back and looked at us. Three good bucks, Paige. So which one? She said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you right now, Derek. I'm going to be honest with you. Okay. If he's broken or unsymmetrical, I'm probably not going to shoot him. I don't care if he's 10 yards. I said, okay. So now I know what I'm looking for. Now I know what I'm dealing with. All right. <coughs> we walked, sweated our butt off and walked. And uh, it was early summer and bumped two more and then bumped them out like into this field. And we got a good look at one, two, then there was a third one. I said, okay. I said, Paige, that one buck is super wide. He's all, they're all three real mature bucks. I said, but I think he's broke off on his left brow. She said, I'm not going to shoot him. I told you, like, he's got to have to be symmetrical and, like, pretty much perfect. Okay. Well, that other one's yeah. probably 33, maybe 34, symmetrical, a little narrower. And she said, I like that one. I really like that deer. So we stalked, and we stalked, and we stalked, and we stalked. They went out in this field, came back around. Um, her husband's video and Tate's video and the whole thing, and he – walks through this opening and i told her i said Paige, he might not turn broadside you might have to take a shot because they these axis deer they're not like white so like they know something's up fair enough he walked mm -hmm. straight and he never turned and she put it right in the middle of his chest and pulled the trigger smoked him blood coming out everywhere he ran off um actually took him a good while a good while to to pass and man it was a it was a great hunt it was good they were super stoked i mean it took us i think 45 minutes to an hour to take pictures for other sponsors and stuff but i mean it was, it was awesome yeah it was cool <laughs> um she's great tate's awesome and uh it was a it was it was a really fun hunt and we got it we got yeah it that that that's pretty cool. You get to guide somebody that you know yes. that's, a, that's a shooter. That's why you said, know? Yeah. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Like I didn't, I had, I'll be honest. I had no idea who she was until my nephew, until my nephew said something. And I said, okay, okay, I'll do it. I'll do it. And they're, <laughs> that's, they're going to come that's back so and cool. a black buck. And she actually, um, we were looking for a black buck <coughs> uh, later on that trip. And it just, it just didn't work out. Um, he was always hanging around this one area, and we just couldn't find him. And we found him, like, on the last evening, and then we just ran out of light. I'm like, man, this guy's always here. He's, like, right here all the time. And uh, 
we we hunted our butts off. We did everything that we could, and it just didn't it just didn't line up. But uh, I actually sent her a video the other day because we're I was out there guiding, and that black buck was 25 yards in front of me and went and laid down. And I sent her a video, and uh, she's like, "That son of a you know," and uh, I'm gonna come if you still got him. I'm gonna come get him because now I just want to come get him more. And I was like, "Well, how's that?" And she said, yeah, well, I'm actually yeah. in Africa right now. I was like, great. So that's when she sent me, she sent me some pictures. And, uh, and I said, man, I said, I said, what's next on the hit lift? She said, a giraffe. I said, good luck. Send me pictures. So, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about there. But yeah, she was super stoked. And man, yeah. her and Tate are just, they're just, they're, they're down to earth people. You know, they're just super, super down to earth. They're just country people. And man, those are just, it's nice to have people like that other than, you know, the real arrogant people that think they can, they can hit everything and they're never going to miss. And, and, uh, yeah, it's yeah. With people like that. It's very nice to be a part of. And I'm very thankful. for that. Yeah. And they always say, you know, you never want to meet your heroes and stuff or like people that are in the eye because it, it ruins it, but it's always nice to, you know, meet people that you follow on social media or you see on TV or see like winning competitions and stuff like that at that such a high level and you meet them and they're just like anybody else. And they, like you said, they're not arrogant. I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I want to meet them and I want them like, you know, they, they should have some sort of confidence in them if they're, you know, out there accomplishing stuff, but they should still be able to, you know, talk to people yeah, they, like they, regular people. And that that's good talk, to hear. Yeah. She's like that because like I said, her, she's, her she's a shooter. Just like you and I are talking now. If you wouldn't, know any difference and it's yeah they're they really are great people and i you know can't we can't wait to have them back again they were just you know they're comical and then you know they're you know messing with each other and making fun of each other and you know just it's it's good to have let alone let alone a couple you know what i mean let alone a couple that does it together and they both yeah are both great shooters and you know the fact that you know take videos for her, i mean takes a hell of a shooter too you know and uh you know, they, they, they video each other and support each other. And, uh, oh man, it was, it was funny sitting there taking pictures and she's telling them how to tell them how to, you know, like, take a picture here and you no know, move the camera and do this and do that. And he's, um, Hey, <laughs> I'm here. My job's like right now, my job's done. Like, you know, we got one on the ground. So that's, uh, yeah. my job's halfway done. So, <laughs> That's cool, man. But I do. That's also like I, I love hearing that. Like I said, but I, I want to give uh, give your guys a little time because I, I said I saw your your ranch arbor stuff on your page, but I also saw a little dog that's on your page. And from the from from the amount that he is on your page, I can already tell that he's he, he's like one of your best buds, probably your best hunt buddy that you got. And I, I'm a big dog. I'm a big dog person. I love hunting with dogs. I mean, from, you know, like waterfowl right. stuff to tracking dogs to hog hunting and stuff like that. So dude, tell me, like, give me a little history about, about trigger. Or it was like, he, your first blood dog. How'd you get into, you know, like uh, running tracking dogs and all that kind of stuff. And I'm sure it comes secondhand yes. being a guide, you know, it's, it's always nice to have your own dog. So you don't have to call somebody to come. It's a little quicker, it but yeah, kind of nice. get into um, that. So my brother actually turned me on to getting a smaller dog and he was like, man, he's like, I, I got this, you know, between my brother being a, being an outfitter and me being a guide, 
you know, we have a lot of, especially my brother, he's got a lot of guide and outfitter connections and knows all these people. Yep. And, you know, now yep. I'm in that same boat. Um, so one of his guide buddies down there, they had some Jack, they're Jack Russell shorties. That's their breed. They don't get very big. And, uh, he said, hey, you know, he's got one male left. It's like, no, I'm good. Don't want another dog. I'm good. And, uh, one thing led to another. I'm like, man, that's a good looking dog. Well, that's a really good looking dog. I don't know. And, uh, so I went ahead and I got it. I went ahead and I got him. And two days later, we were hunting Axis deer. He was eight weeks old. Two days later, we were hunting Axis deer, put him on there, teaching him, working with him. And, uh, I took him anytime I went hunting, fox hunting, coyote hunting, bobcat hunting, deer, you know, whitetail, axes, ram, it didn't matter. If I was going hunting, he's going with me. <laughs> and yep. that was that was my first one. Unfortunately, we had a it happens, and a lot of people don't don't talk about this, so it's nice that we're kind of, you know, hit the subject on it. But uh, we had an accident at the ranch and he didn't make it. And he was almost a year. I was actually gonna send him mm-hmm. off. I didn't feel confident. I didn't think that I was good enough to tell you the truth on training a dog, had a blood trail. And uh, so I was going to send him off and he was going that next week. And uh, we had an accident at the ranch. He didn't make it. And I'll tell you what, man, I, oh, that, that broke my heart. That broke my heart. And so I contacted uh, a little bit later. I contacted the, my brother's friends down there, our friends now, they're like family now. And um, they said, Derek, I'm, we're so sorry, but, you know, we can't uh, – we literally can't have any more pups. I said, I want, like, the same breed, like, same genes, everything. And they said, we – she's not going to have any more pups. We can't do it. She's too old. She said, but I will turn you on to the woman that we started these genes with, and she could help you. So she gave me the number, and I reached out um, – Patina Whitfield in North Texas. She's in Throckmorton, Texas. Her and her husband, they own Cow County Shorty Jacks. And it's cowcountyshortyjacks.com. And I reached out to Tina, and she said, Derek, I'd love to help you out. What what can I do for you? What kind of dog are you looking for? What are you looking for? I said, I'm looking for a dog that will work. I want a working dog, but he's also going to gonna sleep next to me in my bed, and he's going to ride with me in the truck and ride right next to me in the Can-Am. I'm not, he ain't going to ride and run around the ranch in a truck in a, in a kennel in the back of the truck. No, he's going to be a family dog and he's going to be with me. He's going to be my little buddy. You know, she said, yeah. Derek, she said, I have a litter coming up. That's exactly what you're looking for. And, uh, so sure enough, he has a litter and, um, she said, you have two to pick from all the other rest are already spoken for before they're even born. They're already like spoken for. Oh, yeah, it's all I get. Yeah. Team, you know? So this one had just very handsome in his face, uh, white split down the middle of his forehead, brown on both sides. Uh, or actually, he's got a white ear and a brown ear, and uh, just the rest of his body is white. I said, you know what? I'm going to take that white boy right there. I'm going to take that one right there <laughs> because when he gets covered in blood, it's going to look awesome. You know? That's my train of thought. He's going to look badass. So I take him. So I picked him up. Yeah. I, I said, how early can I pick him up? He said, well, I don't really like get you know, 
releasing dogs unless they're at least six weeks old. She's like, really, I try to wait to eight. But for you, you want to come get them at six eight, weeks, yeah. come get them at six weeks. So I met her. She met me in Brownwood, and uh, her and her husband and I took Trigger. Two days later, we're hunting. We're hunting. We shot a we shot a psycho buck in the hill country, and that was his first animal he ever he ever saw. I put it right on the neck, pulled the trigger. He went straight down, and uh, I put trigger on him. And just for him to understand how it starts, no blood trail, no nothing, what an animal is. And I just worked with him from there, and he has been all over South Texas. He's been in, he he's been in the valley down by Rio Grande City, Now guy, whitetail. Uh, South Texas Whitetail, Three Rivers, Big Wells, Catula, um, all over the Texas Hill Country. Uh, he went to he went West Texas. We went and shot some Audad. Uh, we went and shot some Addicts up there in Marathon. Um, I taken Predator hunting with me, Bobcats, Coyotes, Foxes. Um, he's been on a lot, a lot of Axis deer. I even took him. Um, we have another mutual friend that is a co-owner in a guide service in Lubbock. And that company is a very, they're, they're a pretty well-known company and everybody in there is very down to earth, very down to earth and they sat there and said, Derek, like, we've been hearing all about your dog. Like, obviously, all they run is labs, you know. That's all they run is labs for geese, duck hunting. Geese, duck hunting, and sandhill crane. Yeah. And that's all they run. And they said, Derek, we've been, we've been hearing about this dog. Like, your buddy has been talking about this dog and how aggressive he is and how cool he is. Can you bring him? Man, that's that's a that's that's a whole different ball game up there. You know what I mean? That's a whole different deal. And uh, I said, yeah, you know what? I'll bring him. And so we took him. A couple of days before, we went predator hunting, and we went and shot big big coyotes up there. And those coyotes up there, mastodons, and what we got down here, you know, and. Uh, then we went. Then then we went Sandhill Crane hunting, and that dog did everything he could to try to bring that Sandhill Crane back back to the blind. <laughs> he tried. He tried everything he could, and I mean, it's 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 on my Instagram. There's videos of him, and he just he wanted to be one of those big. He wanted to be one of those big dogs. One of those big dogs got on that got on yeah, that, that yeah. ice chest and that stand. <clears throat> he jumped up there and sat sat right there with him. And he's looking up and he's looking and all these sandhill cranes are coming in and he's looking and looking and I'm, and I'll, I'll never forget. I'll never forget Peyton, one of the, one of the big guys there. He's got him and like, we're all in our Sitka stuff and, and he's holding him like this and trigger is, it was super cool. And Peyton's looking up and trigger's looking up too. Like he's a, like he's a duck goose dog. You know what I mean? That's what he's doing. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. But man, it was it was a it was it was a great hunt. We hunted Sandhill Cranes for two days and taking him and something like that out of his element is 
yeah, it was it was really cool. But that dog right there, I mean, he sleeps right next to me in bed every night. Loves my two girls. Um, rides in the Can Am. He's got to be the first one in the Can Am. Uh, he's everybody knows him. Everybody knows him. That same buddy of mine, that's yeah. a mutual friend. He actually gave him him and his wife watched trigger for a while while I was out of town and I actually was out of the country and, uh, came back and on his collar, he had something. I said, man, what is that? Man, I had to give him something cool, dude. What'd you give me? So I gave him a trigger off of a Remington 700. So it hangs, so it hangs off of his collar. <laughs> yeah. I love it. His collar. I love it. And you know what? Like, That's... He's, he's still got it. It's, uh, I, I leave it. I take his collar off of him when when he's at home, because the minute I put this thing on him, he knows he knows he's fixing to go to work. Like he's going hunting. Yeah. Oh, he's going hunting. Yeah. So I take it off him whenever yeah. he's here. But there's that Remington 700 trigger right there. <laughs> this, that just, is so just, cool, just man. You know, um, that's just different. Yeah. Man. He's a. That's my dude right there. We're hunting. We go all over the place. Yeah. Those. <laughs> those small dogs are pretty cool like that, man. And, you know, a lot of people kind of discount them because they, they see the show dogs and the lap dogs that are, you know, the Jack Russell's and stuff. And they're like, man, that, that, how's that dog hunt? Well, it's, it's just like everything else. I mean, you have those lap dogs, then you have the working lines of those dogs where they originally came from. That's what those dogs were, were bred for. And that's why they existed. So, I mean, like those, those little dogs were meant to fight badgers. Like they were meant to go underground and find game and bring it back out. Um, I always tell Megan uh, uh, that my old man dog's going to be a, a jag terrier. I want one of those real, yeah, I want one of those real bad, but I don't know if I'm going to wait till I'm an old man to get one, you know, <laughs> those dogs, those dogs are pretty cool. Um, but yeah, like having, you know, everybody said, uh, Oh, Jack Russell, they're just so hyper and they're so so crazy. And man, these Jack Russell shorties are these he just chills. And even the last one was the same way. Yeah. All these Jack Russell shorties that I see, and now yep. he's got he's got offspring in, in, in East Texas, um, down and around like like north side of Houston. He's got offspring here in the here in the Hill Country. He's fixing to have some more offspring in uh, in in North Texas, Northeast Texas, but um, man, all the all these dogs. I mean, he's he's just such a good dog, and he's he's got so much character to him. Yeah, and you know, I can get him to talk. You know, he'll get so excited. And I'll just tell me you want to go. Tell me, and he'll start like hollering at me. You know, and he's yeah, he's just he's just so <laughs> yeah, funny. yeah. But I'll tell you what, I you know they say that they they say that they absolutely hate snakes. And I don't want to, like, he went to rattlesnake class two years ago. And I don't want to get him, like, used to, like, going up and grabbing a snake. But, man, those yep. dudes hate snakes real bad. They, they, yeah, they grab that sucker. <laughs> it's it's hard to it's break done. them off, huh? <laughs> it's done. That, you know, we were predator hunting the other night, and you know, I shot this fox, like, um, they shot him, you know, like, midway. And uh, so that fox was like turning circles and Trigger saw it and I just, go get him, you know? And he goes and freaking takes off and they're sitting there fucking, they're sitting there fighting, fighting back and forth. And that fox grabbed a hold of him right here and he couldn't do anything and he was trying to bite him and he just started squealing. And man, I just, 
me and my sniper hog, my uh, predator light, uh, I just took off. Just took off. I grabbed that. I grabbed that fox and yeah. I did what I had to do. I was like, sucker had my dog. That ain't happening. You know, that ain't happening. Yeah. It's like that guy yeah. on, what's it, on YouTube or whatever, where that guy, that kangaroo had his dog like this. Out there, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. <laughs> he, he, he wouldn't let go. And Trigger, he was bleeding all over his mouth, and I kind of checked him out, and he was good. And I put that fox on the ground. I said, "Go get him now." And he sat there and tore him up. But he's an awesome dog. Yep. Great family dog. Great with the kids. Very, very protective over any woman. Period. Like he will take. Yeah, he'll take any woman over me. If I'm, you know, playing around or anything like that with the girls, uh, you know, my two girls or even like my buddy's wife or something. Oh, he's, 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 he's had enough on it. He is already defensive enough. Yeah. He's super yeah. protective, but yeah, I mean, they're cool dogs. I mean, that's, um, my fiance, Megan, when she went to Africa, she came back and that's, that's what they run over there to track all their game. I mean that 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 in itself says something. That's one of the the toughest climates, and you're tough hunting some of the toughest animals. And if that's the dog those guys are choosing to run with, like I said, it says Parkers something about them for they sure. Don't have, they don't have a whole lot of stop in them either. He's got he's got no quit to him, none at all. I got to get on him all the time, yeah. especially when we shoot, you know, a nice axis buck or you know any kind of trophy or whatever. He just wants to grab a hold of it and put put freaking holes in it. You know, I'm like, dude, get off. Yeah, yeah. Get pissed, you found it. Good job. Good, yeah. <laughs> Customers yeah. gonna get mad, dude. Get off. But no, I constantly got yeah. got to got to keep him off of animals for sure. Yeah. So did you wind up uh, just training him yourself, or did, did you no, wind up no, sending I him up off to training too? myself? I said, man, I said, if if I can, if I can do as good as I thought I did with the other one, I think I I think I can manage. I think I can manage. So, yeah, so he yeah. has his, his certain commands that he knows. He goes to the blind with me, whether it's a pop-up blind, a tower blind, a box blind. Like, it doesn't matter. He always goes to the blind with me. And he knows, get your butt in there, go to sleep, go lay down. He'll get in there and go lay down. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, as soon as that rifle goes off, he thinks he's a duck dog, he's ready to go. Yeah, he, <laughs> he's ready to go. I got to calm him down. I got a comment. I don't know how many times he's yeah, gone yeah. underneath the pop up after he hears that 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 gun go off and trigger get <laughs> yeah. back here. You know, you got to call him back. Oh gosh, how embarrassing, you know. But yeah, but no, he <laughs> he he hunts a lot with me. But he knows he knows what he's supposed to do, and he definitely knows when he's in trouble. And he knows. Yeah, like he'll yeah. Sit there and look at me. Like, yeah, and I talk to him. Yeah, just yeah. giving you the I sad talk, eyes. Yeah, like, just like I'm sorry. Know, I'm you know, sorry. He's got certain sounds when it comes to commands, yep. and um, other than that, he's automatic. That's so cool, man. I like I said, I I love hunting dogs. I like blood trailing dogs too. I I, okay. I have two Catahoulas, and I mean they they follow the two deer. They follow the couple deer, you know, that we've killed and stuff, and found them or whatever. It wasn't no hard tracks or anything. But, like, by no means are they finished blood dogs. But I always like, you know, kind of messing with them and, like, running that stuff. And, like, just had just like having a dog to that will be able to do that. But eventually I, I want to breed the, my female that I have. 
uh, and get some puppies out of her because she works pretty good. I, I worked on cows and stuff before started out, and then you know just kind of went into like doing other stuff. I even took them to a bay pen at one time and let them do that, and that was pretty cool. They like doing that, but uh, I do want to get some puppies out of her, and I'd like to one of those I'd like to make to like a, a full time right. tracking dog you know, for it, sure. You know, trigger. Um... Trigger is, I don't think I could ever, I don't think I could ever replace his personality. He's got, he's got so much personality yeah. in him that he's just such a fun dog. And I'm a, I'm a huge animal lover and man, I just, I just, like if something happened to him, like I, I would freak, I would yeah i i i, I feel the same way about yeah. my female like she's just <laughs> there he is <laughs> there he is for the people on the podcast check him out that's the man, the man we've been, been talking, talking about, about. Right that's my dude but yeah but i i feel the same way about my female man like that uh, and she's getting she's getting older too, and like I can I can kind of see it now the way she's moving. Like she still moves good, but I can tell like sometimes if we've been like like we go run run around and stuff pretty uh, for a while, like a whole day. Now she's kind of like laying down, not not so much ready to go again the next day and stuff like that. But you know, like I said, that's why I kind of want to get some puppies out of her um, uh, sooner than later for sure. Because I mean, like I said, that that personality of those dogs, I mean, it really shows and. You know, people always talk about people with hunting dogs and stuff and how they don't care about them. And I, man, I, I, I'd lean heavy the other way on that factor. I feel like people with hunting dogs love their dogs more than anybody. Cause like you said, we take them out everywhere. Like you said, he's in a can-am, he's in the truck. Like for the most part, that's how most people roll with their hunting dogs. Now, I understand you got six or seven dogs, you know, you're hog hunting and stuff, but, or doing anything else, you can't really do that. But I guarantee you, out of those six or seven dogs that that hog hunter's running, he's got, he's one. got one that's going to go in the truck with him. <laughs> we got to go in the truck with him on the way home. That's cool, man. Well, shoot, man, I don't want to keep you on here too long, dude. It's been a dude, great conversation. Like I like I figured it was going to be. I told you I was pretty excited to talk with you and everything. And we're, we're definitely going to do this sure. again, you know, just uh, just tell some more stories and stuff. And like you said, anything we can do to help you out, um, if you want to plug your page and everything else or your website and everything, I'll definitely put it in the show notes. So let people know where they can find you, um, get a hold of you. If they want to go on an access hunt, they got some taxidermy work they want to get done. You know, this, this is the guy that can Man, Brandon, do it I all really for appreciate you. It. Thank y'all. Um, blessed and super happy to be able to, you know, thank you for letting me be a part of it. Yeah, no problem, time. man. Uh, like I said, Yeah. Like I said, we'll we'll get this podcast episode out probably next week, and then we'll do a post and everything, and uh, get it and share it out to everybody so they can take a listen and get to know you like I did today. And like I said, man, uh, hopefully you know we can keep talking and stuff, even if it's not on the podcast. You know, like I said, love meeting new people, like love starting new friendships and stuff. So we can definitely work something out. Definitely looking forward to next. Yes, sir. Well, uh, everybody, this is uh, Derek from Rockin' Day Taxidermy. Give him a follow on Instagram. If you want to go on Axis Hunt, hit him up. If you got some taxidermy work you need, hit him up. 
It might take a little bit longer, but I guarantee it's going to be good work. So uh, thanks for being on the podcast, man, and uh, we'll catch you all next week.